This podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and spoilers. My name's Peach, and for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooko. Phonograph we transmit on a stolen dish. It's an optimum. Say Blitz. 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 <laughs> yes. The Optimum. That Brisbane rap crew. Still relevant. All right. Uh, shout out to Peach for <laughs> sending those sweet Spotify royalties to all yes. mid-naughties Australian Optimum, rap. you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to Spooko. And because he was in the background in the last episode, yes. we just thought we'd invite him on. Al Grig. I feel very honoured to be here. Shag and Peach. Well, I feel like you're a good guest for this podcast because mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about Schnitzcared, the weekly horror event you run with your friends. Yeah, so me and my friends, it just kind of happened super randomly that I think one night I just really had a hankering to watch um, a horror movie and we watched The Conjuring. And my friend at the time was a chef and he was like, I'll make schnitzel. And then it kind of dawned on us that we'd kind of done this thing called schnitzcared. So we're eating schnitzel, watching a horror movie. And then we just started doing it over and over again. And someone would make schnitzel, we'd watch a horror movie and people would bring like, you know, dishes as more people came or less people came or whatever. So yes, we've watched a lot of horror movies in that time. What what beer do you think goes best with the schnitzel? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it would have to be Reshers, yeah. right? <laughs> What's up, Reshers? Get at us. <laughs> uh. Okay, well, look, I'm, I'm kind of excited about today's one. Uh, this wasn't on your list, Peach. Um, this, weirdly, I mean, you The put Conjuring it... was on my list, yeah, so but... I'm interested. That, like, Lex has just raised it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> well, look, I wanted to do a movie that Al hasn't seen either, Ooh. so it's sort of fresh to both of you. Sick. Bride of Chucky, can't wait. But what, what <laughs> I, I have seen Bride of Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> what I think is crazy about this is it's like you gave me a list of like 10 or 11 films. I thought it would take us a whole night to get through that many when yeah. these episodes are about half an hour each and we're up to episode 12. Yep. Somehow it's still early in the night. Yeah, man, it's about <laughs> quarter to seven. <laughs> and, and we've run out of films. So <laughs> I've, I, I've, I've looked into... I mean, we'll never run out of great horror films to talk about. Mm. This is a good one to talk about, though, I think, because it, it combines a few things that you don't like. So I think it's going to be super fun. It has that feeling of just existential dread in it. It has that feeling of like, why is the world such a horrible place? It's got that, which is awesome. It's also got lots of like blood and bodily horror. Like lots of like, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) So... um. So I've got notes of like fun chit chatty stuff we'll start each episode with. <laughs> and I was gonna start with a different chit chatty vibe, but 
Um, husbands, you know what's going on when I say you've seen Outlander and you've earned some husband points by sitting there while Outlander's on. Peach, that is the most retrograde view I've ever heard from you, considering it's how not, woke you've been in this whole yeah, podcast. Yeah, it's the least... Oh. Peach, in fact, leave, like, leave it in here, but yeah, I really should retract that, actually, Shag. Fuck No, me. Peach, That's you, terrible. Peach, like, it, it is true I wish to I your not, experience. I wish I had not expressed that view. I wish I didn't hold that view. I did hold that view, and I've now revised it, but it's out there on the record. I've changed. But <laughs> before I changed... <laughs> All right, so back to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I watched an episode of Outlander, um, which is a sexy Scottish time travel show. I feel like... Everybody is always like, it's such a sexy show. But every time I've watched it, the sex scene was a rape scene. So it's not really a sex scene. Ooh. There's a lot of like... I haven't seen one of those. It's always oh, the married couple. There's a lot of like, I'm going to teach you a lesson by raping you in that Ugh, show. Christ it's, almighty, it's I don't on. endorse that. That is non-spooko. Get out of here. Yeah, it's not sexual assault though. But the episode <laughs> I saw... We, whoa, fuck, yes it is. Can we, like, is there some blanket statement we can make? Like, like consent, we've spoken about consent. It's the most important mm, thing. Mm. So, there we are. <laughs> We're watching Outlander, right? And Jamie, uh, who's in fabulous Nick, I've got to say. We see him shirts off. He's in top, top Nick. Mm -hmm. Lexo, you're better at body fat percentages than I am. <laughs> But I would say hovering around 8%, hey, 9%. Can I, can I ask, what's and, the... and heavy. He'd weigh 90 kilos. Suddenly I'm very interested in watching <laughs> Outlander. Yeah. What's the percentage you don't want to go under where you start just looking gross? Um, 6% six, six is your eating only almond paste and zero water and putting on tan, tan makeup and stuff. Uh, your... Okay. But so people who look fucking insane and amazing... So seven, eight, nine, ten, like so, yeah. Yeah, somewhere between seven and ten. Yeah. But also all bodies are beautiful. Yeah, so especially <laughs> if you get if you take a photograph, <laughs> catch someone in the background. <laughs> so there we were. We were watching Outlander, right? We were watching some Outlander and there was a witch. So there's time travel and magic in the show that I haven't quite figured out what the time travel magic is. But, you know, you go, all right, it exists. And there's, there we are in Jamaica and we're visiting some old friend in his Jamaican house and there's a sexy leg, a sexy calf that just pops up into the air, into the foreground. And you're like, oh, this yeah. is, oh, here we go. Let's see what's going on. <laughs> and it's dripping with blood. And Oof. the witch is bathing in blood. Uh, but it's only goat's blood, so don't worry about it. And... We're pivoting, we're pinballing around the place. I have an extremely successful marriage. The only tension in our marriage is that... What, what is happening now? Is that Alice what thinks... What is happening with this, with this Alice intro? Alice thinks... I I've, feel like this is like, you know that Drake album where he's like, how much time do I want to spend Scorpion, on this intro? Yeah, this, is, this, is, oh, Tuscan leather. this is Tuscan Leather right so, now, Alice which my, is one of Drake's best songs. So oof. there you go. Yeah, oh, come one on. of his best three songs. 40 flips a sample three Let's different ways. Let's see who's still around a decade from now, other podcasts. Yeah, what's up? But, um, Alan, my only genuine disagreement is whether I'm making up my aversion to blood or not. So the moment I saw our witch, I was but like... But hang on, oh. hang on. She, like, she's a vet. She's in the medical profession. Yep. So she probably knows better than us or you. So maybe you mm -hmm. are making it up. 
Oh, fucking hell. I don't know. I had to leave. <laughs> and Al first, it was like, oh, are you okay? Sympathy straight away. And yeah. I was like, yeah, man, just tidying the house. Don't worry about it. And I had to go because of my vasovagal scared of blood response. Do so you- hopefully today will help. All right. So today we're talking about a British horror film. Uh, from 2005, <laughs> we've paid out British horror before, but this is this is a le- this is a legit film. This is the second best British horror film. It like look, there's not there's not a lot of competition, so yes, <laughs> let's just put it straight in there. Uh, it's called The Descent. Ooh, I've not heard of it. It's meant to be like properly very very scary. I, we haven't watched it in our Schnitt Scared Club because other people in the club have seen it, and we always try to watch something that no one's mm. seen. So, but I haven't seen it and it is apparently one of the more terrifying horror movies. And because the thing about having a horror movie club too is that you realise 99% of horror movies are utter garbage and there's like only like 1% that, are, that you know, either scare, like actually properly scare you or are as a great storyline or anything. My favourite thing about having a guest on the podcast is how Al missed the cue that that was going to be a break. <laughs> so, uh, Ready? Ready? <laughs> we are about to talk about The Descent. So what drink would you enjoy? My mood tonight has varied from sober to drunk and back to sober again. (laughs) It's varied from spooked out to cocky and back to spooked again. And I must say, The Descent was billed as pretty scary. And I watched that and I was like, mm, production values, question mark. And I'm feeling pretty cocky. Okay, well, two things. Uh, let's do it. In fact, three things. And let's call back to some things we've talked about yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. So our favorite guy, Eli Roth, was talking about how you scare people. <laughs> and he's like, you don't do it with their eyes, you do it with their ears. Yes, and the sound design was good. The sound yeah. design is pretty scary. Mm. Two, low production values often make things scarier. Because if you have super high production values... This things- might be an example where that's not true, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> Often I accept, but 100% of the time, no, I do not accept. But also three, something, I, w- something I want to do, Al, uh, because this is all happening on one night, you would have never known what, what we're doing here. But often... <laughs> it's after- so weird that I just dropped by. <laughs> <laughs> after I showed, after we show Peach uh, the trailer and we come back, I often ask Peach a little bit about what he thinks happening, but you are a seasoned horror movie yes. watcher. Mm. What do you think happens in The Descent? It's a tough one. So, because I was, because I've, even though we've spoken, I've spoken about this movie with people before, no one's really, you know, because obviously never one ever wants to give anything away too mm. much in a horror movie usually. So, I wasn't sure if it was going to be like, sort of like weird monsters that live like, under the earth or something or if it was people and this looks like it maybe is more just like weird like psycho people Mm -hmm. that live in the earth and i kind of find that scarier i think i find like people like i find human mess up humans scarier than like a fictitious monster so all right so let's leap into this okay so British horror, one of the greatest British horror films of all time. The Descent from 2005. Shaun of the Dead gets knocked off its perch. (laughs) (laughs) On their way back from whitewater rafting with Juno and Beth, Sarah, along with Sarah's husband, Paul, and their daughter, Jessica... We are introducing a lot of people here. Alex, one of the most irritating things this evening 
There's been just the number of names that get thrown at you in the Wikipedia entries. And I've already forgotten everyone's name except yeah. Sarah. Yeah. And she has a daughter and Juno. a husband. Juno's in there. I think Sarah's going to be the main character. So Sarah, Final girl. What's so up? Sarah, along with Sarah's husband, Paul, and their daughter, Jessica, are involved in a car accident All right, Pete. when oh. Paul is distracted. Paul and Jessica are killed, but Sarah survives. Oof, fuck. Oh, but, but this is one of those like red herring openings. So now we cut to one year later. So that there was a terrible car accident, but uh, Sarah survives. Did the car accident happen under the earth? No, but she's lost her family. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. No, you're right. All right. See. Okay. So one year later, Sarah, Juno, and Beth, as well as friends Sam, Rebecca, and newcomer Holly. Fuck. Newcomer <laughs> Holly. Like 97 people. <laughs> yeah, all right. They're reunited at a cabin in the Appalachian Mountains of North Carolina for a spelunking adventure. Mm, Now, for those that don't know, spelunking is caving. And the reason I say that is because in this description, unlike others, they put it in parentheses what spelunking means. Nice. Which could have helped when we were talking about Suspiria (laughs) and uh, Kemperer went to his Dhaka for the summer. I don't judge how people grieve. But spelunking <laughs> strikes me as a creative approach to take when your child has been dead for 12 months or less. So, bravo. Hope you enjoy putting yourself in a life and death scenario. Congratulations. Okay, so uh, the next day they hike up to a cave entrance and descend. Oh, the movie's called The Descent. Oh. Descent into madness, Shag. Am I right? Oh. Oh. oh god okay so here's a bit of here's, oh, shit. Here's, here's some here's some classic like Wikipedia. uh sore backstory while in the cave juno apologizes to sarah for not being there for her after her accident but sarah is distant Ooh. so they're, oh. they're building some tension in the group that they may but have to overcome irrelevant tension isn't it yeah. it's always like oh the tension between the two people who died you're like well great well they don't want to show bad guys straight away so you've got to create some human tension first to make the okay. the atmosphere this is uneven. your rules of how to write a play so we're there at the dinner table mm-hmm. oh, we've got 47,000 names <laughs> there of Julie and Jessica and Jessamine and Alistair and Alison <laughs> and things are going alright but it turns out Jessamine and Jessica and Jacinta aren't there's just something going on alright so but you need that you need that discomfort in a horror yeah. movie you need to be like mm. things need to be uncertain unclear you know Hey, can I ask one thing about Schnitzgerd? Yeah, yeah, man. So happens every <laughs> me week, or right? Alex. Yeah, I mean, like in theory, it happens every week, but yeah, maybe. Thanks for the invite. Sorry, <laughs> that's my first. <laughs> that's my first point. Well, I know, I know how much you love scary movies. So. <laughs> but I, okay, so watching a horror movie every Monday or every week, awesome, right? Yeah. Lots of variety. Eating a schnitzel every week. <laughs> You know, I'm a fan of the schnitzel. I, like, I like them, but you want one every week? Every week. It's sort of like, because it's every That's Sunday night. It's like being like, missionary is my only thing every time. <laughs> six, other, six other nights of the week. Oh, I'm not sure if that's work, Shag, actually. Oh. Like, I'm not kink shaming. I'm just saying it's like variety is spice. Man, I feel like if, if you went to the Cenobite dimension <laughs> with that view, it would be problematic. Yeah, okay. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Okay, so should we just... Let's just keep going, have eh? sex down in the spelunking? <laughs> Although there was a lot of cleavage in the trailer. I was, yeah. That, sorry, then, you guys are both horror experienced. Uh-huh. 
why is sexual arousal and <laughs> horror arousal like why why is it that being about to be murdered by the degenerates in the descent linked to staring down our female stars um um uh, cleavage like why why is it that sex and murder Eli Roth style are so linked I think historically there's probably an awful patriarchal misogynist sort of reason for that why they'd link those two things together um, if you how were do go- we fix it Shag if you were going to be utop- 30, like 25 words but, or less but if you were going to be utopian about it if you were going to say like why is horror arousal and sex arousal the same are like I'm probably sounding like That's an, an idiot. That's an interesting way to frame it. I'm probably sounding like an idiot, but it's like it, it, they're both kind of about like thinking about mortality in life. I think I've got a more <laughs> basic view of it where I just think maybe historically, and this is a massive generalisation, is that kind of like nerdy dudes like watching horror movies and, you know, they probably just like looking at like chicks, like... <laughs> Cleavage at, and stuff. At some point, Al, I'm just going to have to give you the keys to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, yeah, I'm sure that there is some weird relation psychologically between those things, but I also just think it's like, you know what might get some more nerdy dudes to watch this? Boobs. All right. Okay, 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 okay. Um, so Sarah is distant because Juno wasn't there for her when the car accident happened, even though a year later they're going on a spelunking R. holiday. <laughs> Aren't they English? Anyway. Yeah, they're English. Yeah, but they're in America because it's like... Let's go on a big spelunking holiday to celebrate the Again, death of my family. I don't want to judge. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine the Facebook invite, guys. Three months from now, yeah. it's going to be oh, a year. Going up, hashtag <laughs> spelunking with yeah, spelunking, not flunking, 2019. And everyone's just kind of going because they can't say no. They're like, oh, we have to. Oh. Yeah. Like, this is, remember how my child passed away, guys? Let's go spelunking. <laughs> <laughs> hope there are no <laughs> demons alright so after the group moves through a narrow passage it collapses behind them trapping them Oof. after a heated discussion Juno admits that she has led the group into an unknown cave system instead of the fully explored cave system that they had originally planned to visit and that rescue is therefore impossible classic she then tells classic Sarah <laughs> she then tells Sarah that she led them into the unknown cave in the hopes of restoring their friend their relationship <laughs> but Sarah buffs her so on the anniversary of her family dying that she wasn't there for she's like I know how I'm going to make it up to her I'm going to take her into an unexplored cave system where if anything goes wrong escape will be impossible do you know what I would need to comfort me in such a situation and this is just taking a moment to shout out our sponsor Reshes. <laughs> thanks for all your support big shout out if I was down in a cave I want 750 mils of Resh's original Pilsner. So as the group presses forward with hopes of finding an exit, they discover climbing equipment from a previous caver and a cave painting that suggests an exit exists. Holly, thinking she sees sunlight, runs ahead, but falls down a hole and breaks her leg. As the others... Mm, yeah, that's now... Once someone breaks their leg, that's yeah. it. It's all over. That's the end. Uh, as, the, as the others help Holly, Sarah wanders off and observes a pale humanoid creature drinking at a pool before it scampers away. Gollum style. Wow, okay, so so here's the thing. So in the same way that Kanye's seminal fourth record, 808s and Heartbreak, basically yes. spawned a huge amount of albums that all sound exactly yes. the same. 
Where is Future's career without 808s and Heartbreak? Where yeah. is Drizzy's career, mm. career without 808s and Heartbreak? Where is Rihanna's career without 808s and Heartbreak? That is the most underrated record of all time. What is up? Free smoke for Clive Barker. Free smoke for Dave Fincher. Anyone who wants it with me. What is up? Greatest album ever. So much like, much like that album. Uh, and they've admitted here in the article that the creatures are kind of based on Gollum. And I feel like the design of Gollum has influenced every random... Cre- Whenever like a movie needs demons or an army of monsters or just something creepy, they just look like Gollum. And I just want to raise my distaste to that because I feel like there's nothing that... Like when you get down to it, a humanoid just is lazy and is not that scary. I don't care if you elongate the limbs, make the head bigger, give it bad posture. Like it's still a humanoid. Like... I want, I want you to rethink yes. how a like how a creature works. Get him, get him, Shag. <laughs> Tell him. <laughs> I love this. Tell right. him. Okay. Clive Barker was saying, no, that's wrong. What do you say to that? All right. So anyway, so so Sarah has wandered off and seen this thing. Later, the group comes across a den of animal bones and are suddenly attacked by the creature, called a crawler in the credits, but nowhere in the film. So. Let's we'll call them crawlers for now. Yep, I'm and there. that's what the filmmakers called them. But I'm there. There's no reference to that in the film. So they they come across these den of animal bones and are suddenly attacked by the creature. Holly is killed. Her neck ripped out Oof. before her body is dragged away. Her neck. What ripped is her neck out. ripped out? Well, look, that's I have poor Wikipedia pull... drafting. I must say. Is it like when they like pull the head out and like all the like spine and stuff kind yeah, of comes I, with it? Or yeah, like... but that doesn't mean your neck's ripped out. This is poor Wikipedia. Or does it mean drafting. more like just like ripped out the front? I like reckon the head's like... gone as well. Yeah, right. I reckon they've taken that and it's taken out and then they drag the body away. Uh, I'm not spooked. I must say the descent. What's up? Who wrote the descent? Probably a white man. Am I right? <laughs> so <laughs> fuck you, descent. So Sarah runs. So Sarah runs, falls down a hole, and is knocked unconscious. Juno, trying to prevent Holly's body from being dragged away, kills a crawler with her pickaxe. Kills a crawler with her pickaxe and then, startled, accidentally stabs Beth through the neck. (laughs) (laughs) R.I.P. So Beth collapses with Juno's pendant in her hand and a traumatised Juno flees while Beth begs her not to leave. So Juno's not only led them to their death, has accidentally killed one of them. And fleed while she begged her not to. Oh my gosh. I'm excited. Like, uh, so my horror movie, my non horror movie competent instincts are like, let's kill and eat all of these people. I hate them. Let's eat them. Let's right. do it. The okay. crawlers or the. the no, no. The Spelunkers. I'm like, yeah, man, go down there. Let's eat them. Let's kill them. So Sarah awakens to find herself in a den of human and animal carcasses and witnesses Holly's body being eaten by a group of crawlers. Cool. Juno discovers markings pointing to a specific path through the caves. After regrouping with Sam and Rebecca and realising the crawler's use of sound to hunt, Juno tells them the markings she discovered may point to the way out, but she will not leave without Sarah. I've realised that Bane in the Dark Knight Rises style, the most damaging thing in a horror film is hope. Yes. Mm. Yes. 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 down there I'm like yep you're in the cage you're getting eaten good night RIP see you later but the ones who are like oh I think that arrow points to 
how we might get out of here. I'm like, oh, but shit. because the movie's already set out, set out before the Juno's let down Sarah this whole time, and now she can't possibly leave without Sarah. We get that hope, but now that hope is tempered by the fact that they need to get Sarah, who is stuck with the crawlers. <sighs> I know that Bane was always going to be. <laughs> Shag, do you have a Bane? I know that, that Gotham was going to something, something. What? Did you think that you would get <laughs> I'm so bad, man. Precious is my favourite. <laughs> Bane, get out of here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's all right, Bane. We're doing a podcast. Okay. (laughs) See you later, (laughs) Shag and Peach and Alex. (laughs) Get out of here, man. Okay, so meanwhile, Sarah encounters Beth, who tells Sarah that Juno wounded and abandoned her. Beth also gives her Juno's pendant, which Sarah recognizes as a gift from Paul. Realizing that Juno had no... Oh, my God. Okay, so, okay, this is total... This is Wikipedia. So, all right, let's go back to this. So, Beth also gives her Juno's pendant, which Sarah recognizes as a gift from Paul, her dead husband, realizing that Juno had an affair with Paul before his death. Oh, my goodness. In pain... Man, I don't care. But anyway, continue. I I love this. I love this. In pain... And not wanting to be eaten by the crawlers. <laughs> Beth begs Sarah to euthanize her. Oh. Sarah reluctantly does so by bashing her head in with a rock. <laughs> a rug. Christ. <laughs> I saw a rock. Christ. Rug is what I heard. I was like, ooh. That would be a rug slow, down. awful Shit. <laughs> Sarah then encounters a family of crawlers but manages to kill them all, becoming covered in blood in the process. Afterward, she has a psychotic breakdown. Okay. Psychotic breakdown, I don't think exists. I don't think that means anything. I think it will. Yeah, it might. Anyway. Elsewhere, Juno, Sam and Rebecca are pursued by a large group of crawlers. When they reach a chasm... How many fucking crawlers are there? This is another one of these things where it's like, there's just... There should be a certain amount to make the tension better, to be like, to, so you can keep yeah, your count. Yeah, there are eight crawlers. Yeah, and so you killed five, and it's like, cool, there's three. That's, three. Yeah. That's a lot more exciting. In here, there's just crawlers. Infinite crawlers. There's awesome. infinite, well, there's plot, Jake, there's a plot amount of Can crawlers. I spin 90 degrees on you? Yeah, okay. Gameplay, so we're making a video again. Yeah, okay, we are, yeah, with Bane. <laughs> Guys! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have done that. Keep, keep, keep going. Yes, we're making a video game. Is it good programming to think carefully about the number of bad guys and how they go about things and to put a number on them and bad programming to do infinite generating bad guys? Is that not like a basic rule of game programming? Well, I mean, old school games just had infinite. So you, you, you would just keep, you'd have to just make your way through the level and they just keep respawning, right? I think that there are definitely different schools of thought, but yes, the, the the main obvious thought is that there should be a finite group of bad guys in, say, you know, a village that you're trying to, you know, conquer if this is a Far Cry game. And it's annoying when they just keep respawning, even though you've you've carefully gone through and planned your attack and killed them all, and then a whole bunch more respawn. So yes, it's it's a similar thing to video games. Thanks for explaining. <laughs> so um, Sarah's just euthanized Beth 
with a rock Oof. and has had a psychotic breakdown. R.I.P. Elsewhere, Juno, Sam and Rebecca are pursued by a large group of crawlers. When they reach a chasm, Sam tries to climb across but encounters a crawler scaling the ceiling. It rips her throat out, oh but Sam stabs it before she bleeds to death in front of Juno and Rebecca. Rebecca... She survives a long time without Ooh. her throat. And Re- and that's very impressive. Rebecca is then dragged back and eaten alive as Juno escapes. Juno encounters Sarah and lies to her about seeing Beth die. After defeating a group of crawlers, Sarah confronts Juno, revealing that she knows Juno had wounded Beth and, and left her for dead, and, and about the affair. I feel like, look, I get Fuck the affair. I don't care about any of these characters. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck but, all these characters. But anyway, she then strikes Juno in the leg with a pickaxe and leaves her to die as a swarm of crawlers approaches. Juno is last heard screaming as Sarah escapes. Now... This is a first in Spooko history, which has only happened over this this same <laughs> tonight. Uh, this is a choose your own adventure because there is a US ending and a UK ending, oh. and I'm going to put it to you which ending we're going to talk about. And I just want to give you a little bit of context. First of mm. all, unlike the Yanks, the Brits are not uh, famously optimistic people, so happy endings probably aren't. <laughs> the sort of thing you expect in the UK version. Mm. Whereas the US version might have a bit more of that hope that you know we cling on to in a horror movie to keep us interested. I think given that Peach is not at all bothered by this movie, we need to go hopeless ending. Yes, yes. Let's go UK. Man, I am I bothered. Ending. No, I'm not. Let's hit it. All right. In the UK release of the film, Sarah wakes up in the cave after seeing Juno, revealing she was dreaming the escape. She then sees a vision of Jessica's birthday cake and Jessica sitting across from her, which is just her torch. The camera slowly backs out as the crawlers are heard closing in on Sarah as the movie cuts to the credits. This part of the ending was cut out because it was considered too dark for US audiences. Man, like, this is the least spooko movie we've ever done. Because it, it's People cons- go down into hole. People already in hole kill people yeah, who came into hole. Yeah, but it turns hole. out one of them R. was R. having an affair with the other's dead husband. Man, I have zero emotional <laughs> investment in this. R.I.P. everyone. I, I feel like it's one of those ones, though, where it is really important, vi- like, visually. Like, that, the claustrophobia, the darkness... Mm. Like, those kind of things would play a big part. Man, I was feeling bullish. I was feeling chirpy. I was feeling chippy. I was feeling cocky coming into this episode. What's up, Spooko? Longest night of my life. Uh, This was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe, and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Resh's, what's up?